get into it people so our first review of the day is going to be for the film dumb money uh dumb money uh is a movie here starring paul dano pete davidson america ferrera nice uh you know really good cast here mm -hmm. you have a lot of different people now this movie is based on a true story uh it's directed by craig gillespie uh and there's i'm not too familiar with a lot of his work mm -hmm. here uh, but he did uh, Lars and the Real Girl, um, which was in 07. He did I, Tanya, which I was a big fan of <laughs> there. So I did really love that movie. I forgot he directed that. Yeah, um, he also he also did the remake of Fright Night back in 2011. And he did Cruella in 2021. Okay. And Fright Night I did like a lot. We talked <laughs> about that actually just yesterday, Fright Night. And I'm, shocked how and I'm shocked how much I liked Cruella. Yeah, it's Joker plus Batman plus <laughs> <laughs> every uh, superhero movie. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's, <laughs> The man had Dalmatians kill Cruella's mother. Yeah. And we joked about that. <laughs> uh, but in this movie here, Dumb Money, so like I said, based mm -hmm. on a true story. So it's all about what happened a couple of years ago. If people mm -hmm. weren't familiar with this situation, when this situation was going down, I was mm -hmm. kind of following a little bit, but not that much. But what was basically going on is you had this guy, Keith Gill, who's played by Paul Dano. And he was buying up all this GameStop stock, you know, and raising the price of GameStop. When mm -hmm. a lot of these hedge fund guys, guys like uh, Seth Rogen, guys like uh, Nick Offerman's character, Vincent D'Onofrio, um, who all run these uh, big uh, hedge funds. And the cool thing they do in this movie is when they show a character, they'll introduce a character with their name and their net worth next to it. So you have mm -hmm. these characters where you, you know, like Seth Rogen, you introduce his character. And Seth Rogen is playing uh, a real life guy uh, by the name of uh, Gabe uh, Potinkin. Uh, and so you'll see his net worth and his like his net worth, I believe, was what, like, uh, I think like a 400 million. I believe that. was. Uh, his net yeah, I think it was around that range at the time. Yeah, it was around that range at the time. Then you had like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character, who his net worth was like in the billions. I think it was like mm -hmm. six billion or something like that. So that's a nice little thing they do in the movie. But like I said, a lot of these hedge fund guys who was betting on GameStop to fail. Um, and if it failed, went out of business, bunch of employees, mm -hmm. if a bunch of employees lost their jobs, that means that they were going to get rich from that. And then what Keith Gill was doing, um, you know, having uh, he was a fellow YouTuber, you know, mm -hmm. giving all this yeah. financial advice to people, mm -hmm. um, having this subreddit called Wall Street Bets. Yeah, he, was, he was. Yeah, he was a contributor on Wall Street Bets that he was one of the guys that really blew up during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they, you know. Obviously, they, you know, this was a couple of years ago in January 2021, mm -hmm. and you see people in the movie wear a bunch of masks, and you see mm -hmm. kind of the emptiness of the kind of things. Uh, but yeah, um, so yeah, this was during the pandemic, and he was one of the main people kind of leading this charge of what's called a short squeeze. And what a short squeeze is, is when you have a bunch of these people buying up the stock, raising it. And that's causing a lot of obviously a lot of trouble for the hedge fund people. Mm -hmm. It's losing them billions and billions of dollars because they're expecting it to fail. And when it doesn't, they're obviously losing a lot of money for that. And so this is based on kind of what happened. Uh, you know, you see kind of some other, you know, average everyday Joe kind of figures in here that they're not based on real people, but mm -hmm. well, they are based on real people, but you know, their names and everything yeah, are changed. Yeah. The stories are right, but yeah, they're they're, they're more or less an, an amalgamation of a lot of the subjects of the book that this is based on, which was written by Ben Mesrich, uh, called The Anti-Social Network. And yeah. uh, Ben Mesrich, uh, he was also uh, another prolific writer. His films, have, his books have been turned in, 
uh, he was the guy who wrote the accidental billionaires, which was the subject of the social network movie. Mm, nice. Um, so like you have, like, it shows the movie also shows these people like the hedge fund people. And in contrast that with the average everyday people, like, so you have Anthony Ramos who people just saw this year, he was in, uh, Transformers rise of the beast. Um, he's a GameStop clerk. Um, you have, uh, also America Ferreira's character who she's a first responder. She's a nurse. Um, and again, like I said, it shows you the net worth. It's like for him, the GameStop employee, Anthony Ramos, his net worth is like a hundred and uh, $136. And then for like, uh, America Ferrero, you know, she's got a mortgage, she's got kids, mm -hmm. you know, her net worth is like negative a hundred and <laughs> something thousand. Yeah, it's in the negatives. And then you got two college students who are played by, uh, Mahila Harold, who we just saw in bodies, bodies, bodies. And, uh, most recently in black mirror yeah. and, uh, Talia Ryder, who was in the, who was in this movie called a uh, never, never rarely, sometimes always. I don't really think I've seen her before. And oh, she was also in West Side Story. Yeah, which I don't really remember her on West Side Story, mm -hmm. but that's okay. And she was in West Side Story, but yeah. Um, and that movie was very good. So, um, so yeah, yeah. So you have yeah, two college students again. Like they're obviously they're college students, so mm -hmm. they have a lot of student loan debt. Um, so they're also in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt um, and everything like that. So it kind of and also you have other people in the game of. CEOs of this app called mm -hmm. Robinhood, and I I think I did have Robinhood back when that was yeah, kind of going. I, yeah, I did too. I heard about the whole uh, GameStop blowing up, and yeah, I got in on it. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and and one of them is played, and the real prominent one that we see in the movie is of uh, Sebastian Stan, who plays a uh, Vlad Tenev, who was uh, the co-founder and CEO of Robinhood. Yeah, and I guess Sebastian Stan still had his wig and makeup from Pam and Tommy. He was like, "Oh, shit, I forgot that. Let me, let me, let me put that on back real quick. I still got that." Um, yeah, basically, hey, he uh, saw Craig. He looked at his phone one morning, saw Craig Gillespie was calling, and just threw that wig on. Is like, uh, tell him I'm on my way. Yeah. Uh, so you you have him in the movie who there you know he's a CEO of Robinhood, um, the people the app that people are using to buy all this GameStop stock, um, and you know like the average everyday person and like the whole when they do the interview, there's like the whole purpose of Robinhood was like, hey, it's giving you know that mm -hmm. stuff Wall Street to everyday people that they can do it and they can feel like they're a part of it and they can feel like they can win at it and you know if they're smart enough and make the right decisions, they can make money from it. Um, and this movie, you know, you're probably going to hear very much similarities to things like The Big Short, mm -hmm. uh, which The Big Short covered, which was a movie directed by Adam McKay, which covered the whole housing uh, crash that happened in 08. Mm -hmm. um, and they actually referenced that in this movie because Keith Gill's character, um, he graduated college in 09. So right after the uh, housing market had crashed, so it was tough to find for him to find work and everything like that after that. They actually referenced that here. Um, so, yeah, you hear things like dump, uh, like uh, the big short will probably be a lot of in comparison with this. What are what other movie you think would be kind of in comparison with this? Uh, in comparison with this, I'd say stuff like you could see comparisons to stuff like The Social Network, maybe uh, Margin Call, which was another movie that came out. Out around the time of uh, of the big short. But that's clearly one of the biggest influences on this. And I think that was uh, Craig Gillespie's uh, kind of impetus to making this movie. Because when you look at his whole filmography, this is kind of a real standout because this wasn't, this isn't really a uh, kind of, this doesn't really have the energy of a lot of uh, Gillespie's other work, I don't think. Mm. Okay, I'd be interested to hear you uh, elaborate on that more. So, I've talked a lot. What are your thoughts on Dumb Money? <clears throat> so, with me, Dumb Money, it for me, it's kind of a kind of an odd thing to already have a movie about the subject matter for which 
happened basically during our lifetime that we were all around for. And it wasn't that that long ago. This was only like two, maybe three years ago. And a part of me is kind of like thinking, oh, this is too soon. A lot of the statements that are made at the beginning and end of this movie about how, yeah, this is the this is the act that put Wall Street on their backs. And really it isn't because we don't know what the lasting impact of this whole short squeeze is going to be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie is very recent. Um, I, you know, I was kind of, you know, thinking about that when uh, I saw the movie. Uh, I'm blanking on this name right there, but it was about the uh, Harvey Weinstein case. Mm. Oh, uh, uh, oh, she said. She said, right. And I was like, I don't know. Is this too soon to be doing this? You know what I mean? Like, it just kind of seems like it's right after that. Um, and like you said, we don't really know all the lasting impacts of, you know, uh, of what's kind of, you know, the, the things that this, I guess they were kind of calling it a movement, you know, like, mm -hmm. hey, these aver average everyday people are taking on these hedge fund people um, and making them lose all this money. And, mm -hmm. you know, the, all, the whole thing was like, you know, this subreddit, this community, Wall Street Bets became... <laughs> this whole thing where it's like, hey, diamond hands, you know, diamond hands. We got to hold, 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 uh, hold it because, you know, as the stock was keep going up and up and up, you know, mm -hmm. their cash out price was getting increasing. So you see people yeah. in this. Yeah. Uh, at, at one point, the cash out, the they show the net value of uh, of the people like they did at the beginning of the movie. And it's like keeps going up and down as the stock price of GameStop stock kept going up and down. And at one point, they're in like the hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was like, shit, you're a better man than me because I would have cashed out as soon as I saw that six figure. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you have people who are like, you know, in the hundred thousand figure. You have people like we mm -hmm. mentioned with America Ferrer's character, who uh, I won't spoil what happens, but damn, I was like, oh geez, <laughs> like with her character, I was like, man. Uh, but mm -hmm. um, you have her character who's up, and then Keith Gill, who's uh, the main guy that you follow in this, um, he's up twenty three million at one point mm -hmm. in the movie, um, and he was still holding. He was like, no, I'm gonna hold, I'm gonna hold, mm -hmm. I'm gonna hold, and a yeah, lot of people, and, and that common theme of. I just like the stock. Yeah. Um, and then you have people around him, like Pete Davidson, who plays his younger brother in this, who if mm -hmm. you're always going to get a younger brother in something, you got to get Pete Davidson, you know, annoying ass. Yeah, younger, younger, younger loser brother who, yeah, he's like a DoorDash driver during the pandemic. And he's always eating people's food. Yeah. You know, he's always taking sips of people's drinks. <laughs> and people, the, yeah. Um, so he's a DoorDash guy. And, you know, like he's up all this money. And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like his father in this movie, Clancy Brown, is in this. And he's like, what the fuck is the matter with you? You're up 22 million. You're not selling? Like, what the fuck? Um, and, you know, he has his wife in this who's played by Shailene Woodley. Uh, Shailene Woodley, people know he, she was in the, uh, the Divergent series. Um, and, yeah, uh, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know. I trust you. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, it is a lot of money. But, hey, I trust you if this is what you say is good. And he was a guy that, you know, uh, has studied this. You know, he's not some big, you know, you know, uh, genius, you know, in business Wall Street guy. He's this guy that really did his own research, did his own study. And mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, he graduated a pretty good school, but, mm -hmm. you know, he, you know, did his own research, did a lot of studying on the subject of stock and investments. And, you know, he was like, hey, I, I think this is really good and I'm going to invest a lot of this. And it, it just it just kept getting stronger and stronger. Um and seeing a lot of these kind of different, uh, you know, performances here and seeing, I like the different contrast between mm -hmm. seeing the people who were, you know, just the average everyday people of getting the stock and getting into it and the rush that they kind of feel in it. Um, also, the fact of like, 
this is why I couldn't ever invest in it because I'm like, like you said, it's like once you get into that high of a number, I'm like, should I sell? Yep. Should I not sell? <laughs> you know, it's like that constant. I procrastinate a lot. So I'm like, I, I don't fucking know. I wouldn't know what the hell to do. Um, and then, you know, like, for example, America Ferrer, her friend in it, who's I forgot the actor's name. He was in Abbott Elementary as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he was a I think he was a the white teacher's boyfriend in Abbott Elementary. And I also think he did the voice of Music Meister on Harley Quinn. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Uh, but yeah, he's in this and he's telling her like, hey, look at that number. Like, sell. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? You know what I mean? Your kid needs braces. You can pay off the mortgage, you know? Um, <laughs> and at first he's one of these people like, because you're trying to tell people about this. Like, mm -hmm. if you're inside of it, you know, talking to a person who's outside of it, of like, you know, like, okay, this is community and this is GameStop mm -hmm. stock. And like, if you put all this in it, you can make this much money. And they're like, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, they, yeah, and they all kind of have the same attitude as all of the people on Wall Street that we see. All the people like uh, Steve Cohen, like uh, like Gabe Plotkin is like, what the hell is GameStop even still doing open during a pandemic? And they got listed as an essential business because they sold mouses. They sold computer equipment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, and yeah, so like, I like, like that as well. Like that, you know, talking to the everyday person about like, you know, you listen to people on Reddit saying the R word and if them, you know what I mean? Talking about dicks and, <laughs> you know, the vile shit that comes up on Reddit a lot. Yeah. Uh, but you know, as the movie continues, you know, it's like, man, you know, these people like, of course, as always, rich people are going to do rich people shit and be mm -hmm. fucking evil and then, you know, get bailed out for their evilness and their incompetence. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what you kind of see here, especially with the Seth Rogen character. Um, and, and yeah, what he, happens? Yeah, he had the biggest fuck up ever. And he and at the end of the day, got no consequences for it. Nada. Yeah, especially I would say even more worse than him. It's probably Sebastian Stan's character, Vlad uh, Tenevive. <laughs> I would say he was even more worse than him because him being the head of Robin Hood, you know, mm -hmm. this app where people could do it. So there was a thing in the movie where they um, shut mm -hmm. down the subreddit of Wall Street mm -hmm. bets, so people yeah, could the, yeah, the subreddit for Wall Street bets got banned during this whole during this whole short squeeze. I think the value of GameStop it jumped up like two hundred percent. People were making millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars off of this one stock. And Wall Street bet against it, and then the subreddit for Wall Street bets got banned off of there. And then Robinhood, uh, who I think at that time they were trying to go for their initial public offering, they're trying to take that company public. They restricted the trading of GameStop during this whole thing. Yeah. Because when that shut down, that was a big way people communicate with each other. This mm -hmm. subreddit was because a lot of them was like, well, if Keith Gill's not selling, then I'm not going to sell because mm -hmm. we're all following him. You know what I mean? So if he's mm -hmm. not going to do it, then I'm not going to do it. I'm going to hold. And when that got shut down, um, you see in the movie that they didn't know how to communicate. You see the scene where they're in the, the college where everybody just like they start freaking out. It's like Planet mm -hmm. of the Apes. It's like, what the fuck? He's like, wait, hold, what's <laughs> going on? You know, like I can't I can't log into it no more. And then so when that happened, then they're like, OK, should we sell? We're up 100,000. Should we not? Mm -hmm. And when that happened, when everybody started cashing out, Robin Hood was like, we don't have the money to cover the amount mm -hmm. of people that are cashing out. So that led them to go to, you mm -hmm. know, their, you know, their higher ups, which was the Nick Offerman character in Citadel um, and that whole thing. Um, and that's pretty fascinating. It does make you want to, you know, not only just, you know, go beyond this movie and uh, see kind of more of an inside documentary perspective of this, not mm -hmm. just even a, a movie version, but more of a more inside baseball of it. Because what happened there that you think, again, somebody that, you know, did the, you know, the behind the scenes things that they did, 
should be in prison for, mm -hmm. but because of you know their status and connection, they probably they they got away with it with a slap on the wrist. Um, yeah. So what was some else's your thoughts on this movie? Yeah. So for me, I think because uh, this has a lot of things that I think do work for it. Like I liked every single one of these performances that we're getting, especially Paul Dano, uh, uh, America Ferrara, Seth Rogen. I think they're all fantastic in the movie. But for me, I think because this movie has such this huge ensemble cast that you don't get a lot of time to, f to focus on all of them. Like, um, like for as much as I like the performances, I could have I could have lost the whole uh, college student characters in this and really not missed anything. In fact, I think you would have had a much tighter movie if uh, those characters were written out of it. Hmm. I see kind of your point. This movie is it's not very long. I think this movie's mm -hmm. what only an hour and forty. It, it's a little over an hour forty minutes. Yeah. Um. I think having the the two college students, mm -hmm. the working single mom, and the GameStop clerk. Anthony Ramos, America Ferreira, and then the two college students. I think it, it, it shows you the different mm -hmm. working people in America, right? It's, it's trying to get the different, you know, uh, you know, you have like the young college students, you know, trying to, you know, mm -hmm. obviously that's what they say, you know, that's what the, you've always been hammering in your head, right? You know, go to mm -hmm. school, you know, finish school, graduate high school, go to college, after college, get a job, there you go, right? And they're trying to figure things out. Um, and then obviously you get into a lot of massive debt because of that. Um, then you have the single mom, right? You know, America mm -hmm. Ferrero, who's the character, you know, got kids, got a mortgage. You know, she's a first responder. She's a nurse. You know, we're supposed to be mm -hmm. taking care of these people, especially in the pandemic when we herald these people as heroes and champions. Like, hey, you're doing the great. You know, you're awesome. But, you know, you're still not getting paid for shit, you know? <laughs> Uh, so you have that. Um, and then you have the GameStop clerk in Anthony Ramos, who's, you know, undervalued. Um, you know, he's, he's the last man standing. It's basically just him. And then his manager is played by Dane DeHaan, which is a nice little small performance from him <laughs> in the movie there. Um, and he's kind of just the last man standing there just doing that. He's like, Hey, I, you know, I kind of like my job, you know, I'm just trying to do my best here. Uh, but, but I hate my fucking boss hate your boss as many people do and then all this other corporate shit that comes down all this stuff it's like mm -hmm. hey man we got to be pushing uh the you know uh gift cards and the yeah, pre-orders and yeah the pretty yeah pretty much all that shit that we all collectively hate gamestop for it, it's it's not on the employees it's all corporate <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's like when you go to any store, they always ask you, hey, do you want to join our rewards program? Do you want to do this and all this other stuff? You know, any place you go, they'll do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, and, and so you, I'd like to you see the different fronts <laughs> of the American working class, I think, with those different characters. And I like that <laughs> of it. Um, I'll say, you know, with the Nick Offerman character and Vincent D'Onofrio and Seth Rogen. Yeah they, yeah, they don't get to do much other than be mustache twirly. <laughs> Yeah, they're just evil rich guys. That's basically mm. it. You know so, what I mean? So they're rich. So they're rich guys. Yeah, uh, I mean basically. So that's basically it. So there really isn't really much character or de you know depth with them. Really, I mean, I mean they try to with Seth Rogen at least. They show uh, his family, his wife, who's played by uh, Olivia Thurlby. You see his dynamic with his kids, and he seems like an okay dad, but not enough time is spent with them. Yeah. So yeah. And I think if you're trying to present uh, this issue, this uh, if this is trying to be like a matter-of-fact presentation of it, then you kind of need to have character development on both sides of the aisle with this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the thing. I mean, like, is it Nick Offerman, Vincent Arnold? Yeah, just kind of just mustache twirling villain, as Nick said. It's kind of like, yeah, okay. Um, 
but I, I, I thought this was very interesting. You know, mm -hmm. maybe is it too soon to do a movie based on this? Maybe because it's only a couple years removed since it happened. And like Nick said, you don't know the long term effects of, mm -hmm. you know, you know what this is going to create. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a moment in time that, you know, captured a lot of attention. Like you see, like on mm -hmm. the news and, you know, this thing that started on the Internet and blew up and, you know, it, it created this whole kind of movement thing there with a lot of these kind of people average everyday people feeling like, hey, I can have a chance to, you know, win at the system. You know, I can I can make all this money and do it. And then there's some success stories with these average everyday people that you see like, hey, you know, some did do pretty well and then mm -hmm. some didn't do pretty well. So you see that um, it's just the I guess the game you play when you're playing this game um, mm -hmm. and how you do it. Um, so I thought this was a strong movie. Um, you know, i never saw the big short myself. So I can't really directly compare it um, to it or the quality of that. Yeah I, yeah, I saw the big short and what that movie did really well was uh, was taking a lot of this lingo that they use on Wall Street, a lot of the terminology and even kind of doing like little cutaway gags to just explain it to the audience. I mean, it helped that one of them was just explained by Margot Robbie in a bathtub sipping champagne. And I think you kind of could have used some of that here because there is a lot of technical jargon as far as uh, how the stock market works that I think this movie needed to slow down a little bit to explain to the dumb people, not me, how that actually worked. Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I don't also I never saw a margin call either. So mm -hmm. if you want to do the margin call there. Um also, did you like the kind of the musical choices they did? Because they play a lot of hip hop in this. Mm -hmm. uh, did you like a lot of the musical choices? I mean, it's all hip hop I like. So it's, it, it was fine by me. Mm, okay. So for me, um, the rating I would give this, I'd give this a good tune in mm -hmm. for me. Um, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, Nick, what about you? Uh, me as well. I'm right there with you as far as a, a very, a very like, Middle middle of the road tune in. I had a great time watching this. I think the performances here are fantastic. I think Paul Dano, he's really solidifying himself as a leading man and getting to show his kind of range because I mostly associate Paul Dano with this kind of like sniveling little like creepy weirdo character, <laughs> which kind of makes his uh, performance as the Riddler so good. But then he also is... It plays characters that have this kind of warmth, tenderness to them, like in uh, the Fablemans. And here, I really bought him as this everyman who just really believes in this cause that he is going for with the uh, with this uh, with the GameStop stock. Yeah. Did you think the because he's from Boston? Did you think mm -hmm. the accent kind of went in and out a little bit? Who with uh, Keith Gill? Oh, yeah, with Paul like, Dano. Yeah. Uh, I did. I barely noticed it. Yeah, I barely seemed... noticed uh, that whole the because uh, yeah because Dano's a New Yorker and uh, Keith Gill he's from Boston and I Boston. I wouldn't be able to tell you because I really have never heard uh, Keith Gill speak outside of that little blurb that we get at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It seems like it was kind of super strong in the and this is like just a nitpick. This is like just something aside. But it seemed <laughs> like it was like super strong in the beginning. Like it was like, hey, you know, you know, hey, you know, say hello to your mother for me. You know, like when well, I was going to New York. I don't know. I'm doing. I don't have very good accents. But you know, um, it seems like it was super strong in the beginning. But then it kind of I don't know. 
So I kind of went in and out there a little bit. But uh, that's okay. I mean, he still did a great job in the movie, I think. Mm -hmm. Still did a really, really great job, and I, I appreciate him in the movie. Um, and yeah, everybody did a great job, I think. Everybody did a yeah, great job. Yeah, it's like... It's a Craig Gillespie movie. He loves working with these huge ensemble casts, and he always gets great performances out of everyone. Yeah, um, and I think he does the same thing here. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, two tune-ins for Dumb Money. Check it out. All right.